welcome to the Tabletop Tonight podcast. I'm your host, Ruel Gaviola, a board game enthusiast, evangelist, and content creator. Tabletop Tonight is recorded live on Twitch. Welcome to my next uh, gift guide. This is gift guide number nine of 12. I've been doing these all the last couple of months and to get you through the holiday season and beyond. Um, I'm doing a different topic for each of these, our top tens. And this time we're looking at my top 10 quick games. What's a quick game? Glad you asked, Ruel. A uh, quick game is a game that um, I'm saying that it's gonna take about 30 minutes to set up and teach and play. So these are ones that are gonna really be easy to get to the table. And especially with the, as the holiday season approaches and we're in the midst of it, it's hectic and it gets tough to play games. So these are gonna be things that you can be able to get to uh, your table even easier than other things. And the first one is Second Chance from Uwe Rosenberg. And this is a roll and write game that I really adore. Um, it's really straightforward. And this is our friend Kimberly Tolson from Tabletop Tolson. Uh, she's also on the Rado channel. She's teaching it there on her channel. Um, you're basically just flipping cards and every card is gonna have like a Tetris style symbol on it, right? As you see there, Kimberly's popping over. And uh, oh, she has a, like the nice looking version. I don't I have like the, the next version, which is just more just straightforward uh, symbols, but they're Tetris style pieces and you're gonna draw it on your sheet and you're basically trying to fill up your sheet. That's it just like Tetris. And as you do that, you're gonna eventually get to the point where you cannot um, put in a, a piece, it won't fit. And uh, what you do then is get a second chance and uh, you're gonna draw again. If you can draw that, fine, you'll just continue. Um, but it's gonna get to a point eventually where you cannot put anything and that's where you end the game. I think it goes until everyone, it's been a while since I played, but I think it goes till everyone's uh, you know gotten that second chance. And then you score and as long as you have the fewest amount of open spots, you're going to uh, win the game. I, I love that this one is super simple, straightforward. There's so many tile lanes, so many Tetris style games these days, which is great because I love the mechanism. Michelle and I do love the mechanism, but now with the uh, with second chance it's so easy to teach and you're just it's tetris and you're just you know laying down the pieces and as you can see there Kimberly, you're just you know filling in the boxes it's super easy to teach and you know if if you're during the holidays if you're at a holiday party with family or friends who are not gamers this one is an excellent one to jump into that is why it's my number 10 quick game on the list second chance okay Moving right along, number nine is Red 7. And this is a Carl Chuddy game. Uh, if you know the name, it is the same person who did Glory to Rome. And if you know that game, it's all about multi-use cards. And here I am playing Red 7 with my friends Amanda Panda and Book of Nerds, AKA John Gonzalez. Um, <clears throat> This has numbers up to seven, one through seven, and colors, red, blue, green, yellow, etc. And what you do is trying to be the last person standing. So you're playing one card, you have a, a, a hand of cards and you're gonna play a card and you can either play it for the color or the number and there's different uh, conditions. Like you're, you know, once you play a card, it says the next card on top has to be either the same color or it should be a sequence of numbers or the same number or whatever. It's so clever and yet it's so quick and easy to teach. Yet another one that I use a lot. Now actually, I was uh, I just started volunteering again at Michelle's uh, school where she teaches. I'd done this years ago where I would come in and have a game a group um, with, with the students. This is a favorite of theirs. I, it was, I could always teach it in a few minutes and the look on their eyes, and I get this a lot when I teach this game, it's like there's that moment it's like, oh, this is, it seems simple. Oh, just play cards. 
here's a number one, here's a number two, here's a red, here's a blue, whatever. But then as you start looking at those like little abilities or, or conditions, like, oh, the light goes off. It's like, oh, it's a little tougher than I thought. And if you cannot play a card, you're just out. So there's been games where literally a couple players will play ahead of me. I get to my turn, I can't play anything. Oh, well, bummer. But the thing is, it's okay because the game plays so quickly, you can just join the next one. Uh, you can play several rounds and then they have additional cards as well that give you, uh, you know, give you extra actions. Love it so much. It's a great game. It's a great quick game. Number nine, red seven. And yes, I did think about putting this at number seven just because of the red seven, but I forgot to folks, but um, it's, it's uh, ranked number uh, nine on my list. And let's go on to a uh, number eight. This is a wonderful push your luck game, Deep Sea Adventure. Uh, this is an oint game, and if you know oint games, they come in that little box there you can see on screen right underneath Michelle. Little boxes, but big experiences. And I love this push your luck game. One of my favorite push your luck games actually, uh, where you are, it's semi-cooperative, so you roll the die and you're moving down to get treasures. The further, the deeper you go into the ocean, you know, you're gonna get the more valuable treasures, but as you go down, once someone goes decides to get, take a treasure and go back up, the oxygen is going to start running out. So you need to hurry up and get back to the ship with your treasure or treasures before the oxygen runs out. And it's funny because there's times when certain players will go to the top. Maybe I've done this before. Uh, we'll go to the top and just try to go back up to suck all the oxygen out. And if you run out of oxygen when you're you know not on the ship, you just lose all your treasure. They go all the way to the bottom of the ocean floor. Fun game. I think it plays two to six players, and I played it at many counts. It's always a hit. Yet another one, super simple to learn. But once you, uh, just like Red Seven, there's this light that goes off you know, about, you know, after the first few turns, people's like, oh, you know, after it's funny because a lot of times most of the first round is always everyone just drowns. They go too far and they start thinking, oh, I don't always have to try to pick up every treasure because the more treasures you pick up, the more oxygen you're going to be sucking up as you know, you're trying to go up. So I think there's like 25 spots of oxygen and that goes really quickly once you try to start making it back up. But a wonderful game, 20 minutes or so. It, no, it's my number eight quick game, Deep Sea Adventure. Moving right along, we've got number seven, Kites. And this is a brand new game. Uh, well, the new for this year from Floodgate Games. Um, I learned it at Gen Con. I did the Gen Con uh, pre or prototype last year, uh, a year ago, but then the actual game got produced and was released this year. It's a fun real-time game. So with real-time games, of course, they're gonna go quickly. Um, this one, plays in about 15 20 minutes and what you're doing you're flying kites with your friends it's a cooperative game and each of the sand timers represents a kite and you need to keep it in up in the air by playing your cards now if you have like a yellow one or a blue one like michelle's doing in the screen here you play those card or you play that card and you're going to flip those over and you'll notice that some of the timers are going to go quickly you know a little more quickly so you don't want to play cards uh too quickly uh because you have to flip them over it's like oh no more times left and as you saw there we just ran out of time on one of the uh, timers that means your kite has fallen the game is over. You're trying to get through the entire deck of cards. It's a fun cooperative game. Yet another one that's so quick to pick up and learn and offers a really fun experience uh, where any almost anyone can play. It is. It's. I'm not gonna lie. It is stressful uh, trying to keep all those kites on. On you know flying. But boy, it's a lot of fun. And that's why it's my number seven quick game kites. All right. 
let's move on to number six. Now, number six, this one really surprised me. I just played this for the first time at PAX, U, PAX Unplugged last week. So if you're watching this later on the on YouTube in the, in the future, welcome back to the past. Uh, it is December 2022, and I just played Fantasy Realms. Uh, thanks to members of my Discord channel um, and friends on uh, the internet and Twitter, uh, IT Omar Hernandez uh, taught the game to me and uh, Julia from the uh, Discord channel. These are our friends from BGG and also Monique and Naveen from Before You Play. They're playing Fantasy Realms. It's a game that I've always been interested in, and I didn't realize how good it was until I played it at PAX U. It is so simple. You just have a deck of ha or card, a hand, uh, hand of cards. You're trying to score the most points, but what are you doing every turn? It's excruciating. You're trying to decide what to keep and what to give up because every card plays differently. Every card has a different scoring condition. And then as a group, when 10 cards have been placed in the middle, the game is over, you start scoring. Every card combos with other cards differently. And there's a little push your luck, like, oh, I'm gonna give this one up, but I'm gonna try to collect this one so I can set up you know, uh, all of these here. And the game plays in about 20 minutes, um, if even that long. I love it. Um, uh, another shout out to Omar. He actually showed us the app. There's a scoring app as well, because I'm not gonna lie, at the end of it, there, it can be sort of mathy, but the app makes it super easy. You just plug in the cards that you played, and then the app does all the magical um, uh, addition and um, uh, math for you. Um, you can see Monique, uh, Nikki, Lincoln, and Naveen having a great time. I had a great time as well with this. Now, I was curious about this because the game Red Rising from Stonemaier uh, is based on this. Uh, Jamie Stegmaier loved Fantasy Realms so much, and he also loved the Red Rising series of books. And he had struggled for years trying to find a way to bring it to uh, a board game form. And then he basically, you know, said, hey, Fantasy Realms is the way to go. So he made Fantasy Realms a little deeper. It had a board, a little more going on. I like that, but honestly, Fantasy Realms is the one that's gonna hit the table more often because it's just so streamlined and so smooth and such a great design uh, that I can see this uh, being played a lot more, um, uh, at, at least at my table in the very near future. Fantasy Realms, love it so much, highly recommend. That's my number six on my quick games list. Let's continue on this quick game kick. The next one is Sprawlopolis. And I am playing a solo game here on my stream. Uh, thanks to my Discord uh, uh, community, uh, James and Legends do this uh, very, every couple of weeks they do a solo challenge. And this was one of them, Sprawlopolis. Now this is a cooperative game, plays one to four. Um, I think this is a brilliant game. It's from Buttonshy Games. They are a company known for their 18 card games. That's it, they literally fit in your wallet. I mean, that's a, some of the smallest games you'll get there, but Sprawlopolis, awesome awesome game uh each turn you're placing one part of your city here and they all have four different types of terrain uh residential business uh parks and so forth and then there's also a road and i think yeah in every piece there's a road so you're trying to connect roads but here's the brilliant part folks what they do is on every one of those 18 cards you flip them over there are different scoring conditions. So every game is gonna be different. You shuffle up the deck of cards, you randomly draw three, flip those over, and there's your scoring conditions for the game. And then on top of that, you have your overall objectives as well. They're like universal. So you're gonna score for each of the largest terrains uh, that are connected. So like you're gonna uh, score for all the blues or all the you know um, uh, residential or the business, industrial, etc. You will always score those. 
and then you will score the additional conditions. And they, they are all different. I love them. Uh, in our solo challenge on Discord, uh, they, you know, James and Legends had picked three for the gr our entire group to uh, go, and then we tried to see who could score the uh, highest. Uh, spoiler alert, I did not. <laughs> but I love this game. I played it on all player counts. It's always fun. I just played it with Pax U. Um, I was just talking about my friend Omar and uh, Julia. We played this, had a great time. I love it. I think it's uh, it's it's a tile layer that fits in the back of your pocket, and I think it is just absolutely brilliant. Danny Devine is one of the um, designers of the game, and I love his design so much. Uh, again, the, it really falls in my wheelhouse of these are games that are easy to pick up and learn, yet offers a lot more strategic depth than you think. Um, and I, this is probably my favorite button shy game. They have a really great lineup of um, wallet size games. This may be my favorite and I do love it because I can solo it. I actually soloed this. Um, uh, I have soloed this in the past uh, whenever I uh, travel somewhere like on a plane. It, it, told, it can fit on the little uh, tray uh, in front of you. So highly recommend. It's a quick game and number five for good reason, Sprawlopolis. Okay. Number four coming right now is Unmatched Battle Legends Volume 1. Now, I did Battle Legends Volume 1 because that was the first one that was released. But honestly, all the Unmatched are goods. Um, if you're watching the video right now, this is me and my buddy Daryl, Daryl B. Gaming. We are playing with the dinosaurs, the raptors, versus Deadpool. And if... Oh, the Deadpool character is fantastic. They did it so perfect. Um, the Deadpool character is a lot of meta, a lot of comedy, and it really does feel like, you know, Deadpool. You know, I, I hear Ryan Reynolds' voice in my head when we when we play with Deadpool. But uh, this is a, a tactical game, a skirmish game, but it's so quick. Daryl and I, when we were doing our uh, board game get-togethers, our game nights, uh, public game nights a few years ago before the pandemic hit, this one would always be one of the first that hits the table. Uh, it can play up to four players. Uh, for this one, um, it's a two-player matchup. Uh, and I think it's just perfect as one of those games that takes 20 to 30 minutes. It's pretty easy to, to uh, teach. Now there is something, you know, you do have to remember uh, there are certain things like, uh, I tend to like draw cards after each turn. I, I just, it's ingrained in my head, but in this you don't draw cards. You're gonna play cards, but then if you take a movement, you're gonna draw a card then. Uh, so you have to balance moving uh, with drawing cards and then you're gonna eventually fight. There's no turtling in this game. This game's all about, you know, getting in each other's faces and trying to get the other person uh, down to zero health or life or whatever. Um, there's so many different characters in the original one. Uh, you know, you have four characters, then they have expansions that have one or two. I'm still trying to get the Bruce Lee um, expansion. That that one is, I believe, long out of print, unfortunately. So I need to track down a copy. But in this case, it was fun because the Raptors, they all, every character has their own like unique abilities and um, conditions and whatnot. It's so much fun. I, I highly recommend it. Now, if you're not the type to really be in the uh, combat, like 1v1, this may not be for you, but it's such a clever system. It's so easy. I mean, you just have, you start with cards, you play one for either combat or play one to set yourself up for movement or or whatnot. And there's other abilities. There's so many different things. Every character is different and they bring something new to the game. Uh, I know I have the Cobble and Fog one, which is like the Invisible Man, you know, Sherlock Holmes, uh, Victorian era. era. Uh, volume two of the Battle Legends, are, you know, the Monkey King is there. We have um, like Sinbad and oh, one of my favorite, actually, now I think about it, my favorite might be Little Red Riding Hood. 
you think it, it, that expansion is they're all standalones you had you know they all had different boards or most of them have different boards uh, you had little red riding hood versus beowulf right big old scary monster versus little red riding hood Little Red Riding Hood might be my favorite character of them all. She's got some really cool abilities. So, you know, some of them, they give you, uh, you know, chances to, like, you know, go through your cards a little faster so you can get more cards. Uh, others give you, like, super big combat. And then you have your sidekicks as well. So you have your main character. Some of them come with sidekicks, right? So, you know... Uh, I, other characters may have, like, for instance, Medusa. You know, you have this, you know, Medusa has, you know, her snakes, uh, her head of snakes. And I believe she has, like, little um, sidekicks that, you know, can deal damage as well. They're super easy to get off the board. Just kill them and it's, like, one hit point. So you're trying to get the main character off. But uh, a lot of these characters have sidekicks, which, uh, you know, throw a monkey wrench into your plans of trying to win. But it's a wonderful game. Highly recommend. Um... 20 30 minutes or tops and the miniatures are all they're all nice too the miniatures they're like pre-washed so they don't just look like you know standard miniatures they, they've actually been washed so it gives a little depth to them as well cannot recommend it highly enough that's my number four unmatched the unmatched series folks so you can you can't go wrong with any of them in my book number three we got you know the top three now top three quick games for sale one of the first games, an early game that I played um, when I got into the hobby, probably one of the first, and this is an older stream uh, when Michelle, Lauren, and I were doing this during the pandemic lockdown. Uh, this is Team Dead Camera. If you all remember, I had my camera on my uh, <laughs> duct tape to a hand truck that was on top of a chair to get that over uh, overhead view. But first sale, one of the best auction games ever. And what you're doing here is everyone starts with the same amount of money, and you're gonna bid on properties. In this case, we have properties. You can see there's one, there's an island property. There's actually a space station. Uh, and then, you know, there's there's funny ones too, like an outhouse, a doghouse, then a home, mobile home, etc. cetera. What you, what you do is you're gonna bid one at a time and you increase the bid till someone drops out. That person drops out, they will get the lowest card out there. So it's so number one through 30. Then the next player that um, drops out, they'll get the next um, lowest card or the highest card. And then the final person who wins the bid will take uh, the highest card. They pay, pay full amount. If you had uh, dropped out earlier, you'll pay half. So you pay full if you're the winner, but if, you, but if you're not the winner, you still pay half. Or if you just drop out immediately, which you can do, you just get it. So you go until all the property cards are gone, one through 30, and then the next round, this is the best part of the game, all the bidding you've done, now you're gonna use those properties to gain money. And there's another deck of cards with money on them, uh, printed zero to 15,000. And you lay out a couple of, you know, three of the cards, as many as there are players. So in this case, a three player game, you would lay out three uh, money cards. And in the video, I'm gonna show you exactly what we're doing here. So we've collected all our properties. Now we got money cards. And then secretly, you're gonna choose one of your properties Play it and they reveal simultaneously and the player with the highest uh, property will get that money card. So if there's a $15,000 card that's the highest, you know that that space station is probably going to come out and lock it up. So it's a lot of fun. It, a, a yet another game, really easy to teach. Uh, another one that I've used in um, Board Game Club at the as I volunteered at uh, Michelle's High School. So the kids love it. It's really interactive, um, but it's got cute art and it's... Uh, such a pure auction game that it doesn't I honestly doesn't get much better than for sale okay we're going to our top two folks this is some good stuff we have some really great quick games the number two quick game for me personally is draftosaurus I mean come on 
Like, there's nothing better than a fistful of dinosaur meeples. Am I right? Am I right? Come on now. Uh, in Draftosaurus, you are drafting dinosaurs for your park. Uh, you have, you randomly draft, get some out of a bag, you have them in your fist, and you're going to decide which one you're going to keep for your park. And as you keep them, you're going to place them in your park. Each part of the park scores differently. So some of the places of the park, you want different dinosaurs. Some you want the same dinosaurs. Some want pairs of dinosaurs, like the lovebirds, right? Uh, so pairs of dinosaurs. Others just want one unique one. Uh, they could place them in either the left or right. It, you're gonna. It depends on what the die roll is, right? There's a little element here where, like, okay, this has to go in this section. You can't just place them wherever you want. There's a die roll that limits your choice. So I love it. I think it's a, one of the best drafting games out there. Um, you know, a lot of people do the Sushi Go as far as their introductory draft game. I think that's a great choice, but Draftosaurus, 10 times as cute as Sushi. I love Sushi, don't get me wrong, I'm a big Sushi fan, but when you can have little dino meeples, it, it doesn't get much better. It's such a great drafting game. Yet another one that plays quickly, uh, about 20 minutes, you play three rounds, uh, the draft goes by so quickly and it's so good. Dino, uh, Draftosaurus, folks, Check it out if you haven't already, highly recommend. And there's one more game on my list, friends, and I I love all these games, but this one has probably been played the most in my household uh, because it's quick and everyone just loves, loves this game so much. My number one quick game is Point Salad. Point Salad is a card drafting game. And as you can see here, you have a tableau of veggies and scoring cards. But the brilliant choice in this game, the brilliant game design, every single one of those scoring conditions is on the back of those veggies. So as you're bringing these down, you have two rows of veggies, you have a third row at top there of points. As you take a veggie, you have to refill it with one of those cards and they flip over. So if you see a point uh, condition that you want, you better get it right then and there or else it's going to flip over eventually by the, before you uh, get your next turn. And this is absolutely brilliant. It's wonderful. Yet another game. I mean, all these games, folks, easy to teach, play so quickly. And, you know, this one has a lot of, it's funny, we call it hate drafting or denial drafting, right? There's a lot of that in this game, but it never feels bad because everyone gets stuck in this game. Um, I, I just love that tension of, okay, I'm going to get a couple of veggies here. I'll take a carrot and say uh, an onion, but by taking those, I'm giving up a certain scoring condition, right? And those will flip over. And then there are no scoring conditions in the game. You better, you have to grab some of those scoring cards. And depending on what's on your available on your turn, you know, oh, I need this scoring condition for future turns, but I also need these veggies right now to score some other scoring condition. Oh, what do I do? What do I do? They give you one little out. And this is such a cool little me uh, mechanism. On any turn that you want, you have the option to turn over one scoring condition into a veggie. So every scoring condition has a little icon on the corner. It says, hey, if you, if you decide to use this as a veggie, it's gonna be this, like a carrot or um, a cabbage or whatever. So if you find yourself getting stuck and like, oh, this scoring condition, I, I couldn't get all the things, but I could use the flip side of it for another one, you have that option once per turn, like, okay. But once you turn over, it's locked in. You cannot go back and forth, It's it's locked in. Great, great game. Um, it plays two to six players. Played it at all player accounts. Love it so much. Families loved it. Gamers love it as, as a quickie between other longer games. Um, I always care. Uh, well, I almost always carry it on me. Love it so much. That's why it's my number one quick game point salad. All right. 
Friends, thank you for joining me today for this list. I've got a couple more lists uh, to get you through the holidays, but you can check these out here on YouTube. Uh, there's a link below to uh, links to all my lists. And you know, don't use this just for holidays. Use it for any gift giving occasion. And let me know your favorite top uh, quick games um, here in the comments below. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button and I'll see you later. Bye. listening to the Tabletop Tonight podcast. Connect with me on social media at Ruel Gaviola, that's R-U-E-L-G-A-V-I-O-L-A, and support the podcast at patreon.com slash Ruel Gaviola. Happy gaming!